2: Boys. Come on, boys.
3: Wednesday. Because it is time for the Bosco's Boys live show. What a day. A lot of late breaking news uh, that, that we'll talk about. I don't think we'll get to talk about it, but the latest K-State uh, commit, football commit, uh, Austin Romaine, Linebacker out of Missouri No major uh, Power 5 offers No major competition For this commitment But again, if you look at his tape You gotta love it He was first team All-State in Missouri As a junior So again, nothing to Turn your nose up at We got Rodney Perry The worst kept secret in K-State basketball He is officially a K-State Wildcat, finishing off Drone Tank's inaugural coaching staff. We'll talk about that. We have some fun little uh, questions. You know, uh, it was that exactly a year ago today. The news dropped about Oklahoma and Texas. We'll kind of revisit that, and then we have a fun one to end the show. So uh, I'm going to get everyone up on stage. Sorry, it's been a... It's been a hectic, hectic night. You know, it was a little late mixing the espresso martini. So, you know, I, I'm a little less organized here at the start than I usually am. But it's going to be a fun night. And as always, as Coach Jerome Tang would say, it is a great day to be a Wildcat. So, yeah. Oh, man. What 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 a time to be alive. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a long day for me. Specifically, Sporting KC plays at 9:30 tonight in a U.S. Open Cup semi. So, yeah, it's gonna get going. I'm trying to get all the invites approved. Get the squad up here, and then we're gonna get started. Let's just get going with. Uh, let's just get going with everything. I uh, the opener again. All right, so now it's time to go. I'm composed. Everything is ready to rock. So the opener tonight is going to be: What is one thing you do to get through this final month before football season comes? It's it's massive. It's the longest month. I do it by recording a podcast every day. How do you guys get through it? Let's start with Coley Dub. Coley Dub, what's your favorite thing to do to get through, uh, you know, this final stretch before football season's here?
4: Um, playing a lot
3: of NCAA, that, and uh, some, a lot of college football podcasts. There we go. Let's go to the good chef. The good chef, how do you get things done up there in Ohio?
5: Oh, man. When the dog days of summer's hit, you know, you kind of – I kind of turn – you do record podcasts. I listen to podcasts like crazy. So I go through the 23 personnel. I go through the – the longhorn network I go through uh I go through all of them purple theory I go through all of them listen to how their teams are getting set up sorry about the dog um and you know just get ready for the season in the 12 and just want to see what everybody else is doing
3: let's go to Colorado Cole Colorado Cole how you doing my man how do you get through this final stretch through the summer we are officially like a month out from college football how do you get through this final month Oh, man, now now's
6: the time where it really gets tough. Um, I'm definitely overanalyzing everything. Um, I have, you know, one hour of the day where I'm thinking we're going 15-0, and 0, and then, you know, afternoon hits, 2 o'clock. Maybe I'm thinking maybe we might not be so good. Um, but definitely just consuming as much amount of content as possible, checking Twitter like 30 times a day, checking the message boards, even though there's nothing new on there multiple times a day. Um, and then like to just distract myself in the evenings, maybe crack a few cold beers and catch a couple dubs on Fortnite with my buddy, Joel.
3: Let's go to Joel next. Joel, how are you getting through these dog days of summer? Yeah. Kind of the same
1: as everyone else. I'm like looking at Twitter way too much. I'm, um, on the message boards, like, every 35 minutes, trying to refresh for something. I've looked at, like, the indoor practice facility video, like, 13 times.
3: And, yeah, just watching a lot of the old games again. I like I like going through the old games. That's always a fun one. Let's go to Connor Baltazar, fellow podcaster, although I think you're getting ready for law school. How do you get through this, like, you know, final month ramp up for uh, football season?
7: I'm a lot like Joel. I uh, like watching old games, watching old highlights, stuff like that, and consuming as much K-State content as possible. It, it gets really boring around this time of year, so I try to find old stuff.
3: Hayes, Hayes, this is, I think, your final summer before you're a working man. How how do you get through this final kind of sludge to your final season in the series section?
8: Well, I became an F1 guy last year, <clears throat> and that really that helps you through the summer. They scheduled their break in August, like, full three weeks off so it doesn't really help me much so i've been sucked into the bachelorette because i got nothing else to do
3: yeah i've i've sat the last few seasons of the bachelor franchise out um we'll go to bob trolls me next bob and outside of you know trolling the internet on twitter how do you get through this final month before college football is truly here
9: honestly i'm with Hayes on the bachelorette this is a lot better season than the last couple of years for whatever it's worth so uh, Texas Tech assistant coach is on there as a contestant, so that's kind of fun. Um honestly like the conference realignment, consolidation, whatever you want to call it, that's been that's been how I've gotten through it. It's been a lot more fun to kind of fill the void with at least some sort of football news that's not just recruiting because recruiting's fun, but this is just a different kind of element and I, I hate it, but I also love it. So that's how I get through.
3: I love it. Uh we'll end this one with Mr. Dubois Will my guy, I know you're a man of culture and taste, so maybe it doesn't hit as hard for you as it does for some of us, but how do you get through this final kind of stretch up until college football season?
7: Um, let me know if my audio quality isn't very no, good. It's but, good. I love um, hearing the nature. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm out grilling right now. Um, so I'll probably drop after a little bit, but I recommend finding a podcast that you can kind of leech off of and listen to a bunch, maybe you can help them a little bit with doing some graphics or something. So if you know of any podcasts like that, let me know, please. Thanks.
3: That's awesome. I mean, you know, with Blitz Month coming up, I mean, I, I need to find someone to help with uh, maybe some possible new Crazy Fire merch, maybe. I don't know. People should stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I, I know here in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be like some fantasy football stuff that ramps up. I really kind of get into that. Uh, I, I agree with you folks. Like, YouTube is your friend. There are so many old games on there. A game I recently went back and rewatched was, honestly, it's a brutal game, but the 2009 K-State KU game where we beat them, that was just, talk about ugly football, but that was kind of fun, kind of nostalgia to go back and watch that game and truly see the end of KU's very brief run as being a f- actual Competent football program, so that's all fun. But again, also, you know, recording a lot of podcasts helps get through it. Let's get to the first major topic of the night. Rodney Perry is officially part of Coach Tang's uh, coaching staff. Again, this has been the worst-kept secret. Uh, You know, the guy has had a house in Manhattan for the last two months. He verbally agreed to the job, allegedly, uh, about three months ago. He continued on with Link Prep, that is based out of Branson, Missouri, and then MOCAN AAU program through the summer. He took Link to the championship game of the Geico uh, National Championship for high schools. He took MOCAN uh, U18 to the finals of Peach Jam. Um, again, this this wraps up the class or the coaching staff. I think this is a an elite recruiting, or not just recruiting, but an elite coaching staff from the associate head coach all the way down to all the support staff. You know, I have some head scratching. I have some kind of uh, questions about how everything kind of went with uh, Rodney Perry, but he's on board now. And again, I think this is an amazing staff from top to bottom. I want to get everyone's reaction to this hire finally going official. We're going to start with Bob Trollsby. Bob, uh, it's official now. The staff is complete. I think Jerome Tang wants to add a handful of uh, GAs as well. I think he can still add a couple more graduate assistants onto the team. But what do you think about the staff? And what do you think Rodney Perry is going to bring this team?
9: To use the words of Kelly and Mike, I'm bricked up, baby. I'm really excited. I think uh, Rodney Perry. I mean, I was just kind of thinking about if he's been working with Link. Link- prep or whatever in Mocan, like there's a decent amount of pipeline of guys that are now probably going to be somewhat drawn to k-state that probably wouldn't have um and even if you get just one guy over the course of three or four years or two guys like think about bill walker and michael beasley and what they what their impact was for k-state just two two five-star guys i think about what that pipeline could look like with you know three or four years or however many years of 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 guys that he's worked with it it gets me pretty excited to think about the possibilities of even landing just one or two of those guys and what that impact could be on the program so i'm i'm bricked up
3: i love it let's go to will dubois will the staff is complete what are your thoughts on this initial staff that tang has assembled uh including uh rodney perry
7: you know, I like the staff so far. I'm glad. I'm mostly glad it's complete. I don't know a whole lot about Rodney and Perry, but everything I've heard is good so far. So I'm excited to see him and more fun staff videos like them with that stream roller the other day. So I am bricked up and ready to steamroll.
3: Yeah, and again, shout out to the social media team. They do a great job doing funny stuff, kind of keeping fans engaged throughout the off season. Them doing, uh, I think it was a TikTok thing with the curling sound. I don't know. I'm not on TikTok. I saw it on Instagram. Let's go to Cole next, or Colorado Cole, since there's two of them. Colorado Cole, thoughts on Rodney Perry? Again, he uh, link prep. Uh, you know, he's been at a handful of high school and prep schools. He's been with MOCAN forever. He's been in and out of the college game. What are your thoughts on him, and what do you think about this staff one through like 15? Because it's a big staff.
6: Yeah, I think. I mean, we've kind of heard his name, you know, a while back, but on the surface, it seemed like he was going to be kind of a good recruiter and a connection guy, but you know, now, especially after the Peach Jam and probably some recency bias here, but seems like he's going to be a little bit more involved in the actual schematics and coaching, um, which I like. I mean, he seems, from what I've read, like an offensive guy um, based off of Twitter, which, you know, could be completely wrong, but it's something that I feel like we've been lacking for a while as an offensive type coach. Um, Maybe since back to like Tex Winter when he was drawn up the triangle motion offense. Um, So I couldn't be more excited. Um, Seems like the staff is really killing it. And if Tang's ability to recruit a staff around him reflects to his ability to recruit great players, I think the sky's the limit with with this program going forward.
3: Let's go down to Hayes. Hayes, what's your reaction now that it's officially official? And then just uh, overall, you know, grade on the first staff that Jerome Tang has put together.
8: I mean, I think it's pretty awesome from a third assistant point. I don't think he could do much better. <clears throat> I mean, he should increase attention from. Hey, you guys, top recruits in the nation. Hopefully we can make some ground on some, which we already have. Um, And the whole staff as a whole, it's, I love every person. I can't compare a single one. And that's not something that you often get to say. Like it just, they all seem too good to be true. So we'll see if they can get to work and keep moving on that.
3: We'll go to Joel next. Joel, thoughts on... At Coach P. Link. I think that is his uh, Twitter account. Uh, Thoughts on Coach Perry, who I guess also, you know, if folks scoured YouTube, he was a guest on the Real Coach Carter's podcast a couple weeks ago, and he actually kind of broke the news that he was going to be at K-State back then. That was the first kind of official account of it. But, again, anyone who listens to this show knows that we've basically – had him locked up for about two to three months at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm super excited. I mean, the fact that this guy could go to link prep and in one year turn that team into a powerhouse, I think they went like 30-2. and two. Like, that's not easy. Well, competition in, they to, to make it even the-
3: more impressive, actually, I didn't mean to cut it off, but that was the first year link prep was even a thing.
1: Yeah. So, guy's obviously a builder, People are obviously naturally drawn to him, and he's, like Cole said, an offensive-minded guy, kind of the the yin to Coach Tang's yang. Uh, That's some crazy wordplay. But, um, yeah, super excited, super excited with the coaching staff as well. I'm glad we have a big staff. I think more hands uh, do more work, so
3: happy with everything. Yeah, I think that's a nice little uh, shout-out to Letterkenning, correct? More hands make for less work. Yeah, I've actually never seen that show, but okay, <laughs> never mind, never mind. I I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a call out to that show. Uh, let's go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub, uh, what's your reaction? You you've seen me kind of be some folks are characterizing it as critical of how this hire's gone on. I've I'm more uh, presented as you know it's it, it's been head scratching from my point of view. So you've seen me. And my reaction on the boards, you've been way more positive. You've been all about this hire. Why are you so excited for it?
4: Um, I'm just, I don't know. It just seems like there's, he, like, he's been on the game enough to where I think, you know, especially in the high school or AAU circuit, like he's going to have a lot of connections. You know, the chance of you landing all the five stars is not very likely, but. I think he has enough connections that, even if it's not a direct connection, you know there might be an AAU coach or someone along those lines that says, "Hey, you know this coach over here at K State's really good. You know he's done this and that and everything else." Um, but I guess you know we all just kind of gotta wait and see. And I don't, I don't hate you for your head scratching comments or whatever your your concerns about it because everyone can improve, right?
3: Yes, for sure. Let's go to uh, let's go to the good chef next. Chef, what's your reaction to Coach Rodney Perry finally inking up with K State?
5: Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with everybody. It's it's awesome, great hire. We've known about it for a while, like you said. Um, what Cole was saying about how he he we kind of got the perception that he was kind of just a a recruiting guy that would get us in with some names, and but I mean, you scroll through Twitter. And I mean you got first round draft picks like Ty Ty Washington talking about that the Mocan coaches have a play for every defense that could possibly be ran. And I mean that's just a um a just a, a good uh pin in his hat, you know, to being able to run offenses and know the offensive game and he'll be able to contribute on that end to help um Coach, Jurg uh, Malagy with that side of the ball. And I think it's going to be essential, really, because I think we're going to be long defensively and we're going to be good defensively. But if he can get the best out of our offense and put us up there, I think it'll be, in the long run, it'll be a great hire.
3: All right, let's go to Connor next. Connor, uh, you're the last one to directly talk about Coach Perry. What, what was your reaction when the name first started uh, kind of being bubbled up, what's your reaction to it now that it's official?
7: Um, when I first heard about it, I was happy uh, that we were going to be getting someone with uh, some deep AAU and prep school ties. Uh, since then I've, uh, like chef said, been happy uh, to hear some of the things that would be able to say about them on the schematic side. Uh, Cause at first I was a little worried that we were making a solely recruiting based hire, but it's nice to see if there's a bit more depth to it than that. Although granted, Probably should have had more faith in the staff because, if nothing else, Jerome uh, Tang has built a phenomenal staff. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of in wait-and-see mode on Rodney Perry. I don't want to make a verdict yet, and I mean that both ways. You know, he, we just, I feel like he's the least known commodity out of the guys that are assistants right now. Yurik Malagi obviously had a great run at Texas. Dream Dowling has been really great so far. But I'm interested to see what Rodney Perry can bring to the table, if nothing else.
3: Definitely. Let's. It's been a few weeks since we've done our official basketball vibe check. We know what the non-con schedule is. We know what the entire staff is going to be. Um, I mean, he, this is my you know weekly plug for K-State Online. There could still be one absolutely massive addition for the 2022-2023 season left. So the roster may not be done, but let's just kind of get our... Uh, you know, most recent vibe check. So let's start with Bob Trollsby. Bob, what, wh- what, what's your vibe? Uh, kind of give me just ballpark of what you expect this season to look like.
9: I think the vibes are still good. I, I think when when I was on the guest Q and A, we set the over under. I think mine was close to like fifteen wins or something like that for basketball, maybe sixteen, with the hope that that football would be ten. Um, with a combined 25 wins between the two, so I I'm still hopeful. Um, you know, I, I you know the ceiling is the roof. You can say all the cliche stuff, but I I'm still hoping for nit. Vibes are good. Hoping for nit. If we do anything above that, awesome.
3: All right, let's go to Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, what where are you landing now that things are almost we're we know the schedule because again double round robin. Uh, and this is maybe – it probably is the last season ever for Double Round Robin, by the way. That makes me sad. But we know all of our opponents. We know them home and away. We just need to figure out the dates where we play the Big 12. So what, what's the current vibe check, and what are you feeling? Are, are are you NIT mode? Are you tournament mode? Where are you at?
6: Oh, man, I'm in tourney mode. I was never in NIT mode, and I'm feeling better now than, you know, I was at certain points <clears throat> I mean Tang even said it in his in that uh, you know interview or whatever that the, the goal is to make the tournament and I don't see any reason that we can't. So that's where I'm at.
3: He did have a great interview with uh, CJ Moore of the Athletic. I'm not going to plug the athletic, but if you know someone with a subscription have them copy and paste that into a Word document and email it to you. Uh, let's go to Joel next. Joel, uh, give me vibe check. What, what, what do you think the season's going to hold for us?
1: Yeah, so originally I was uh, on the NIT team. Um, I thought we were just going to be a bit better than we were last year and then take a massive leap in uh, year two. But after reading um, the article today and kind of just – Sitting there and looking at the guys we actually have, I am officially upgrading us to a bubble team. Um, this is like huge news for K
3: State Land. You're welcome. That is pretty massive. I I, 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 for one, am pumped to hear you upgrading us. Let's go to the good chef next. Chef vibe. Just kind of where's your heart at right now? As we are about three months out from the first game tipping off.
5: I'm riding that roller coaster, baby. You know, I was always kind of... I wasn't down in the dumps about the hire, but, you know, it just wasn't the spark that I thought we were going to get. But, you know, my vibes have turning around. I mean, we're not going to... You didn't bring up his name, so I'm not going to bring up his name, but, you know, that 12th member of the basketball team might be added, which would be absolutely massive. Uh, subscribe to KSL if you want that, that news. Um, but... I will say the good vibrations are rolling through. Rodney Perry's official um tang he's just going to just going to draw me in baby. The roster is here. I'm vibing. I'm not going to get too low, so let's just keep it going. Hopefully they release a couple more videos with some 18, 19 year olds without their shirt on taking charges.
3: They love taking charges. I think K State, or I think K State, is going to be one of the least favorite teams in the Big Twelve from opponents next year because I think we're going to take a bunch of charges. Also, like I'm not asking you all to do this. I'll let you know when I'm asking you to. I've come really close to like booking Jerome Tang. I'm trying real hard, guys. I thought it was going to happen this week. I might have to like invoke the Bonehead Army to like start tweeting at him. Today's not the day. I'm not asking for it yet, but the day may be coming soon because I think the Boneheads deserve to hear Jerome thing on Bosco's voice. Let's go to Connor next. Connor, where are your vibes currently at? Where, where, where do you think, again, we, three months out from tip, I'm probably going to ask this of you 15 times before that first game, but what do you think this season's going to hold?
7: Um, I'd say that the whole time. Uh, throughout this off season, I've been kind of at the NIT slash wrong side of the bubble level. But I'd say that now it's moving closer towards middle of the bubble, towards right side of the bubble. If we get the addition that you guys are talking about, I think that could put us at right side of the bubble to solidly in. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with that. But even without that, I, I feel better about this team than I did a while ago, which I think that's kind of universal opinion just with some of the additions we've already made. But I think you're right. This is going to be a very frustrating team to face because I think this is just going to be a team that plays a lot of close games. And we may have some first-year bumps with Jerome Tank, but I'm not going to get too down about it. But I do like that he came out and said that the expectation every year should be in the double tournament. I think it's good to hear that as a K-State fan and that we're kind of reasserting. Uh, These high expectations for our program that we should have been having for the last ten years.
3: Definitely, and and I think it is good to hear him say that and not waver from that at all. Also, again, I'm not like I'm not going to read the entire article because again, it's behind a paywall. People, CJ Moore does good work at the Athletic. He's not someone who is bad at the Athletic. But one other small thing, as some folks had kind of hypothesized. Could they possibly be playing a little bit of zone early on uh, in Tang's uh, tenure at K-State? They specifically were talking about in drilling the no middle defense. So I don't actually think that is on the table anymore. If anyone thought it was, let's go to Coley Dub down in Texas next Coley Dub. What's your vibe check and kind of what are you feeling right here? About three months out from tip off.
4: I'm honestly just really excited. Um, I think it's, It's going to be a season where, I guess, there's no real, I guess, pressure. Obviously, you know, we want them all to succeed and do well. I'm still thinking the NCAA tournament's a really good possibility. Um, But mostly I'm just really excited to kind of not only see them play on the court, but kind of get to know the guys a little more since there's so many new guys. It's just going to be kind of fun to get a little more insight to their personalities and stuff throughout the season.
3: All right, and I'm pleased to uh, bring up on the stage and talk to for the very first time in a live show, Rodeo Cat EB. So everyone give him some love in the chat. Rodeo Cat, my man, Uh, you, you can touch on anything we've talked about. Give me your vibe check. Just walk me through your emotions right now.
0: So if Colorado Cole is bricked up, I want the Cats to clamp up this season. I want us to be top four in Big 12 defense. And then I want us to win games that we probably should have won last year. Stay, um, if we could, like, I wanted this team to have the possibility to beat a KU in that situation. I'm not saying they could beat them this year, but um, just just keep them clamped.
3: I love that. I love that. Get clamping up. Shout out to Rodeo Cat. Now let's go to Cali Mike. Callie Mike. Uh, we've talked Rodney Perry. We're kind of doing a vibe check. Just kind of walk me through your opinion on Rodney Perry and where's where's the vibes? What are you thinking right now as we're three months out from Ted?
10: Well, I think, um, you know, it's a huge get. And, you know, obviously a lot of us, uh, you know, sort of knew he was on his way. Um, I followed him, like, at the first mention um, that he was coming to K-State. Like, I don't know, what was that? Like, right when Tang came in. Like, it was sort of talked about. Um, And he followed me back. He's obviously... Pretty uh, an avid user of Twitter. Um, I think he's a huge gift for the team. I am super excited. Um, I've never really been down yet on uh, men's basketball. I think there was some concern there early on with um, so kind of slow recruiting. But I always sort of felt like, again, Tang was being precise with who he wanted to bring into the program. And I'm, I'm totally bricked up. Let's go.
3: I love it. Now we got the coffee fiend on Nick. The drink of the night was an espresso martini. I think you'd be proud. Uh, Let's give me, go. Yep. Give, give me the uh, vibe check. Any, uh, you know, thoughts, good, bad, and different on Rodney Perry. Just give me any basketball takes that you have.
6: Hey, so I've said it from the beginning. I
9: mean, I'm all in on uh, coach, coach Tang. So, Whatever he does, I'm sure it's good for the program, good for the university. And uh, obviously, what he brings in for recruiting and coaching, he knows what he's doing. So,
6: let's go.
3: I absolutely love it. All right, we'll we'll do a rapid fire thing just real quick. I'm just curious because, you know, everyone knows my love of basketball jerseys and uniforms as a whole. Curtis Kelly came on this week. If folks haven't listened to the Curtis Kelly interview, please go back and listen. That was on Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. Uh, God, Monday, I think, or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Again, I'm not quite sure. Go back, find the Curtis Kelly show uh, back in the feed. But he said the gray uniforms were his top uniform. Jacob Poland, back in February, said the gray uniforms were his favorite Uniform, you guys best believe if I ever get Jerome Tang on, I'm going to ask about bringing back the big game Greys. But just give me your own personal thumbs up, thumbs down on bringing back the big game Greys. And I'm just going to roll through the roster from the bottom up. Nick, thumbs are up or down on the big game Greys? Double thumbs up. Let's fucking go. Callie Mike. Triple thumbs up. Got triple. Rodeo Cat, thumbs up or thumbs down, my friend?
0: Thumbs up, absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Coley Dub, I think I know where you're going.
0: 100%
3: big game
5: grays are my favorite.
3: I love it. Connor.
5: Thumbs up. Love them, Chef. How is this really a question? Of course it's fucking thumbs up. Baby,
3: let's go. Okay. All right. Well, let me get through everything first. Joel. Yeah. Absolutely not even a question. It's thumbs up. Colorado Cole. Full Thumbs up, Bob Trollsby also out there in Colorado.
9: Thumbs up, just not for every game. We got to save them for special occasions.
3: Yeah, and again, no, nothing is every game because they have all this stuff. So the, the question is, how could this? How? Why even ask this? Anytime the big game grays come up on Twitter, again, because the boneheads are smart, they smell good, and they're rich. They all love them, but there is a segment of the fan base that does not like the big game grays. Also Hayes, did you drop off? Hayes is back. We'll get Hayes back up here. Unless he doesn't like the big game grays, then we won't let him up here. Uh, but there, that every time it comes up, that is a uh, it's a fire it's a fiery Twitter conversation on message boards. It is uh, a real back and forth. So I don't think it is as black and white as the boneheads make it out to be with the fan base. But again, We're the best segment of the fan base. Um, (laughs) All right, well, Hayes, I tried to get you back up there. Um, You should have an invite, um, but we'll see. All right, let's get back to uh, the script. We'll get back on the script. So I was going back through last year's shows at this time, and I was looking at what we talked about on this uh, live show at this point, and I was like, shit, we're right at, The one year anniversary of Texas and Oklahoma leaving. So, I just kind of want to get everyone's thoughts, opinions on the state of the Big 12, the state of conference realignment, consolidation, whatever you want to call it, a year after the Texas and Oklahoma decision. Let's start off with, you know, everyone's like rookie of the week. Let's go to Rodeo Cat first.
0: Okay, so I was I was trying to formulate an answer here, but I think I think we're better off. We're getting rid of the mullets. Quinn Roos is out of here. Um, we're bringing in UCF. Hopefully Arizona State. Everyone loves Tempe. Um, I just learned how to. Say, I learned how to say Tempe from this podcast. So yeah, better off no mullets.
3: I love it. I love it, Rodeo Cat. Um, let's go to. Uh, the coffee feed Nick. Next, Nick. A year later, what are your thoughts on the Big Twelve?
9: I think we're moving forward and progressing, and I think we're better off. As much as I hate to say it, OU in Texas—that's a Big Eight, Big Twelve brand. Um, I, I think we're we're ready for the new talent and the new change, and I think we're moving forward, especially with our new commissioner who's open for business. So let's go, new Big Twelve, and uh, let's let's take take the reins and
3: be the top program. All right, let's go to Connor next, who uh, people who listen to the Alley Cats know that every summer they break college sports by doing a realignment show and all hell breaks loose afterwards. So, Connor, uh, a year after uh, the decisions, what are your thoughts and opinions on the Big 12?
7: Um, Well, I feel a lot better about the direction of the conference than I did a year ago, especially because I felt partly responsible a year ago. But... Now we're, we're headed in a good direction, it seems like. It seems like we're going to come out of this a lot more stable than most people thought. Um, it does, uh, in a way, I'll miss uh, some of those schools just because it's the conference I grew up with. But getting rid of Texas is probably for the best. Honestly, if we could go back in time, it'd be better to never add Texas. But, yeah, I, I, I like where the Big 12 is headed right now. I wish it was a little bit more regional, but I just don't think that that's realistic anymore in today's landscape. But feeling a lot better than I did a year ago.
3: We'll go to the commissioner himself, Bob Trollsby.
9: I think the state of the Big 12 is strong. Um, also, kind of bring up uh, te- if Texas just hadn't joined in the first place, think about how much different this conference would be if they had just gone like independent or something when the Southwest Conference collapsed. I think we would we would maybe not even have lost Nebraska, Mizzou, A&M, Colorado, some of those schools in the first place. So it's kind of an interesting uh, thought experiment to go through. but. Um, I think the the state of the conference is strong. I'm I'm totally stoked about what's what direction everything is headed, and I think next week's going to be a big news week with uh, your mark being in the seat and with uh, with the negotiating window for the Pac-12 closing.
3: We'll go down back down to Hayes. Hayes, welcome back up to the stage uh, a year after the fact. Thoughts on the Big Twelve?
2: Just echoing what everyone else has to say. I love where we are now. I think in uh, <clears throat> the future of this is already and could become like the best the big 12 has been just competition wise. Um, It's nice to cut the dead weight of Texas. And uh, I like where we're headed.
3: All right, let's go next down to Coley dub right there in Austin, Texas. Coley dub a year after the fact, give me your thoughts.
4: For one, I can't believe it's been exactly one year. Just a simple fact. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize it was this late in the summer when all that stuff broke out. Uh, is that what you were saying? Like it was been one year since I
5: was like first. Reported? Yeah. So
3: it's one year ago. I think today it became official. So there was rumors for about a week. And then I think it was a year ago today. We did an emergency live show where Texas yeah, and Oklahoma kind of put out that press release and it became like a done deal official.
4: Right. Well, yeah, I just, it's hard for me. I didn't realize it. Ha- I just, I, know, I guess I just don't remember it. That happened so late in the summer like right before the season, but good riddance to them. Time to move on and be the best conference that we can possibly be is the Big 12.
3: All right, let's go to Joel next. Joel. Yeah, um,
1: conference realignment, I'm kind of freaking over it, to be honest. It's been going on for so long. I'm kind of just ready for whatever to happen, just go ahead and happen so we can – move on and hopefully college football still be great, but uh, I'm happy with where the big Twelve's at and uh, it'd be great. If we got a couple more solid teams, not freaking UNLV.
3: Yeah. I, it's not going to be UNLV again. Uh, not going after Tim Fitzgerald for this one. Uh, I understand the idea the allure of trying to get the Las Vegas market in there, but I do not subscribe for one bit about this whole idea of, bringing up another G five school up to the, uh, big 12. I'm not about that. Let's go to uh Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole year, year ago it became official. Just give me your uh, thoughts on the state of the big 12. Yeah. I mean, looking back
6: it, in a way, I, I think I could definitely convince myself that it couldn't have gone better almost like I, I we're, we're in an extremely stable position and, um, You know, if you told me a year ago that in a year we'll be sitting in a great position with four new members coming um, and the potential to pull in more teams from the Pac-12 and have a true leg up on the Pac-12 and the ACC. So I'm definitely happy with where we're at. I'm excited. I think it's going to be an extremely fun league, Um, even though, you know, I've been annoyed with some of the new fans that are coming in mostly UCF and BYU have been, <clears throat> you know, cocky or arrogant on social media, but that's just going to make it that much more fun when we get to go down there and beat them in their own house. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it.
3: Let's go to the good chef next. And I think chef, you're the last one I to ask this question. If I miss anyone, please drop it in the chat.
5: Well, um, I'll put my two cents in on this and, I'll say that I'm I'm happy with where the Big Twelve is now, but when they left I was kind of upset. Um just on the fact that I thought our conference was getting weaker. Um and I, I can't say that we're stronger than we were when we, when we had Oklahoma in the conference. Maybe not Texas, but Oklahoma definitely was our our that was our team for the playoff, whatever. It kept us relevant for a while. Um but I think for me personally, um with Cincinnati being added, it definitely just increases my my fandom for K State and for the Big Twelve. It's more regional for me. Uh I know that Connor might not like it, but I think it it helping it's helping me out with West Virginia and Cincinnati being right around the corner. Um so I'll be able to attend more K State games than I have ever before um since I've lived in Kansas. But um the Big Twelve is sitting third and i think that's where we need to be and i think we need to embrace that but um i i can't remember who just said it but talking about the fans that are coming in i listened to a cincinnati podcast about their football team and they are i think it was the locked on cincinnati podcast and they are some arrogant son of bitches i know they just made the i know they just made the college football playoff but they are insisting that they are going to be the Kings of the big 12 and it's, it's hilarious. And I can't wait for that. Just that little rivalry. I think that's, it's going to be fun.
3: Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited to add the, the 14 teams. Granted, if you would have told me that there would have been a shot that we could have added uh, the four mountain schools and not these four teams. um, I still would have wanted BYU for the health of the conference, but All in all, if you go back and listen to those shows immediately after the news started to break and transport us to where we are now, the Big 12 is in a great spot. So I have one kind of, another kind of thumbs up, thumbs down question for everyone. If the money is the same, so take money completely out of it, the money K-State is going to get is going to be the same whether we add any Pac-12 schools or not. Would you want to add any of those mountain schools to the conference? We'll start with Bob Trollsby. I would,
9: but that's kind of from a personal selfish reason of, I live 45 minutes from Boulder, so I can go to games up there. And my dad lives in Scottsdale. So I travel down to Scottsdale to see a game. And Tempe is, you know, that's a 10-minute drive, 15-minute drive from his house. So... From my standpoint, just the ease of access to be able to get to some of those games and and have you know we're already going to have the Salt Lake market with BYU, but to have that rivalry as well, I think it's it's additive to use kind of your Mark's words there. I think it's additive and not diluted to to have the Utah BYU holy war and and to have you know Arizona Arizona State. So I'm I'm stoked about it. And again, if it, it happens, I'm I'm,
3: yeah. I'm not I'm not a subscriber to M H V E R three. I think he's full of shit, but you know, it, it is, I, I think it is on the table.
9: And, and you've mentioned it already, Scott, but getting another big eight team back in the fold to make it five original big eight teams versus four, um, you know, it's kind of a rip and replace with OU adding CU back in. So I, I'm excited about it just from that regard too.
3: Okay. We'll go to Colorado Cole. Again, I would imagine you're there with uh, your ease for some of those games.
6: Oh, most definitely. And I'm just like, fiscally speaking, 100%, you take those teams, if you can solidify yourself as the third conference by a wide margin, that is what you need to do. I mean, if you can knock a leg out of the Pac-12 and put them in a position where you're extremely comfortable that – Your conference is solid, and no one's going to leave for the Pac-12. And you can see not too far in the future, the ACC is going to get picked apart by the Big Ten and the SEC. And you want to be in a solid position when that happens to pick up whatever remaining pieces of that are left. And I think you're set for a long time.
3: go to Joel next. Joel, do you want to add any of those four mountain teams, if money is all going to be the same.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm, I'm kind of with you where I'm in the boat where I would have rather we were, we picked them up in the first place rather than pff, honestly, I don't really care for any of these new schools coming in. Um, I hope we beat the brakes off of them every year, but I would love to have more Western presence. Plus uh, I think like some big
3: 12 after dark games could be uh, pretty fun. We'll go to Chef next. Chef, I know you like having some of those closer teams, but if money is all going to be the same, do you want to go up to that fourteen or sixteen number with one, those mountain schools?
5: Yeah, I think I think it's if the money's the same. I think you always have to add teams um, just to get the sheer volume. Um, I think volume is important in this in this landscape of realignment. Um, because the more numbers you have, if you do, uh, let's say the big 10 does change their mind and they want to add somebody from Texas or whatever, you're still, the numbers are still there where you're still a conference. You're not dwindling down to six teams or eight teams or anything like that. And you're having to add. A G five school doing that all over again instead of just keeping those that conference together and having the sheer numbers is kind of safety in numbers is is kind of where you have to go for a conference realignment. But I I would be more excited um for Colorado maybe not Arizona Arizona State um and Utah for those two more than those two schools just just for the relationships that they've had with the Big Twelve and. Um, the rivalry that you have with um, BYU for Utah.
3: Let's go to Connor next. Connor, I know you uh, predicted, or was it Ace? I can't remember which one of you predicted the end of the Big 12, but do you want to deliver that death blow to the Pac-12?
7: It was me that predicted that last year uh, in the doom and gloom of realignment. But as it stands now, Uh, I think that you have to deliver that death blow to the Pac-12, which I feel bad for Washington State and Oregon State, but I try to remind myself that these are the same people that were thoroughly enjoying the destruction of the Big 12 last year, and they would not have lent an olive branch to save us. So why should we do anything that would help the Pac-12 in this situation? And I don't think that we will. I think that ideally we take at least two, um, maybe more. But yeah, if it's at least... Revenue neutral, maybe even slightly revenue negative. Maybe it's worth it just to take the Pac-12 out of the equation in the long term.
3: Go to Coley Dub next. them.
4: Bury, um, bury the Pac-12. Let's get these teams added, even if it's you know it doesn't equate to a surplus of money, but um, definitely
3: take the teams you can and go from there. We'll go to Rodeo Cat, Rodeo Cat. Do you have a thirst for blood? Uh,
0: it's, it, it's terrible that we have to have this discussion in this way. But as a – I'm going to go in a different direction. I think we do it because of recruitment. You look at the talent that's already in Utah in the Arizona area. Um, we, as you see, we picked up Laura last time, and we're going for Jacoby Lane right now. Um, if we can tap into that Utah market, that's why – and showing that we can beat those schools. That's why I think we should do it. But other than that, not, um, it sucks.
3: Callie Mike, so no California schools, but, you know, it's a little bit closer to you. Do you want to make that move?
10: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, totally selfish for me. Um, but more I'm more interested in the Arizona schools than I am uh, Utah and Colorado, honestly, just because I know the Colorado fans are total dicks, and it sounds like Utah – is not far behind uh, in that realm. And, you know, who's to say that Arizona's fans are great, but, you know, again, it's selfish for me. It's easier to get down there. And Utah is easy as well. Um, but I like the expansion. I just like to get any chance I can to see the Cats uh, more times per year.
3: All right. And then finally on this one, Hayes, Hayes.
2: Yeah, I agree with everyone else. Just killing off the Pac 12 is essential. And for selfish reasons, I plan on moving to Phoenix. So it gives me an easier way to watch more Big 12 games. Oh,
3: shit. Congratulations. So we'll uh, continue to expand out. And on some nights, uh, you know, Kansas will not be the predominant state uh, in this live show. This is why I love the live show so much because uh, it, it truly is, you know, all across this great country. Uh, final question tonight before we wrap it up, and I think Connor was the one who asked us, and it actually kind of elicited some uh, fun answers early on on Twitter, but if you could reverse the outcome of any game, K-State football game you attended live, so any game you attended live, so that, that, that throws an extra wrinkle in there, what game would you reverse the outcome for? We're going to start with the question asker, Connor.
7: Uh, well, first... Uh, I think if you attended this particular game, it's the obvious answer. But I didn't attend it, so I'll have a different answer. But ninety eight ANM, I think, is the obvious answer if you were there. But for me personally, it's twenty twelve Baylor. Uh, oh shit, Baylor. you were there? I was there. I was like thirteen years old with my dad, and Oof. I yeah, we we flew down, and we're we were so excited, and just my my little Casey heart got just stomped into the ground that night. That was one of the most painful K State experiences I've ever had. So, without a doubt, that because I think if we win that game, we beat Texas. I think that we beat Baylor in the BCS title game as well after.
3: Yeah. So, fun fact about that game, I actually had bought a group uh, purchase of 50 tickets to that game at $5 a piece. I was planning on going. I was going to go with a bunch of my friends. A lot of my friends were like, ah, no, we don't want to go anymore. So I I was selling them to people I know because I used to flip tickets quite often back in the day. But because of the level K-State was playing at, you know, it was a ton of people wanting to go. So I flipped all those tickets from $5 to $20. So I made a nice little profit. I ended up not going, but I had bought myself, bought and sold 20 tickets or 50 tickets to that game and sold them all to K-Staters. So I helped a lot of K-Staters have one of the most painful nights of their life. Let's go down to Hayes next. Hayes, of games you have attended, what game would you like to reverse the outcome of?
2: Yeah, I haven't been to as much being younger, but I think like Auburn of, I don't know, 2016-ish. I can't remember exactly which year. Oh, that was uh, 2014. Yeah, Cantelli game, 2014. Yeah, uh, Cantelli went to my high school. That one was tough, but um, that would be a nice one to overdo.
3: Yeah, and and again, that that would have ended up being a ten and two season uh, going into the bowl games if we would have done that. Uh, let's go to Bob Trollsby.
9: I have the exact same answer as Hayes. I have known Jack since we were in kindergarten together, and we've been we we went to school together the entire time. So same high school as Hayes, but. Um, it was just painful and, and watching Tyler Lockett miss that pass in the end, it it was just it was incredibly painful. We were already going to be pretty good that season. Um, and I was also at that at that bowl game too, the Alamo Bowl that year, and it was that was painful as well. But um that just turns the tide of the entire season coming, you know, beating the team that's coming off of a national championship run. They didn't win it, but um that would have been just absolutely massive.
3: Let's go next to Colorado. Yeah,
6: uh, not to beat the dead horse, but I would say, I would have to say 2014 Auburn again. I mean, the game was right there to take it, and we just shot the bed. So it sucked. Their fans were douchebags, and it was not a fun ride back to Wichita. Um, I'd say a close runner up. Probably some recency bias was OU last year, just because I was there. It was a one game I made it to, um, and it would have been nice to go three in a row against OU under Kleiman, but definitely not a close second.
3: Let's go next to Cali Mike.
6: All right, um,
10: probably gonna just reinforce my uh, age here a little bit, but um, 2003 Marshall uh that was a disaster of a football game, and I think uh I want to say l got hurt, and Jeff Schwinn had to be brought in if I'm... so
3: I think l got hurt at the end of the previous game I think yeah. Schwinn was there the entire game
10: okay, yeah, you're right, okay, so I was in school um i was i guess I would have been a junior potentially i guess at k state maybe sophomore um and You know, we just, we were expecting like the biggest season. We were ranked number six and we're just like, okay, here's this cupcake Marshall coming in. No big deal. Um, And it was a huge gut punch. I remember going back to Seton Hall afterward, having to uh, do some work in studio the rest of the day. And I was just, I was just dead inside. It was awful.
3: Yeah. I, uh, my mom, I think has told this story on every single mom pod, but I was playing like, peewee football and i was in my full pads when we lost that game and i just started crying on the floor so uh that that was not a good one luckily i just watched it on tv we'll go to uh joel next joel what game are you going with
1: yeah um that auburn game freaking sucked that was probably one of the best atmospheres i've seen personally everything was so fun my parents took me out of school for the game it was outstanding and that ride home like cole said was so horrible um, but just to kind of switch it up a little bit, that Arkansas State game was
3: brutal. I hated every second of that game. Yeah, that was – I, I melted down pretty good for that one. Uh, let's go uh, Coley Dub, and then we'll end this one with Chef. Coley Dubb.
4: Uh, fun fact about what uh, Callie Mike was saying, um, I had – Jeff Schwinn as my eighth-grade football coach and early high school years as my football coach when I played. It was not a great time. Um, but as far as games that I'd like to take back, um, or reverse, I guess, I'm going to go with one a little different, is that 2011 Oklahoma game.
0: Yep. Uh, yep, yep.
4: Both un- we were both undefeated. No, no, we no. no. Uh, game and- we weren't.
3: OU lost to Texas Tech and ruined okay. us getting college game day.
4: yeah we were undefeated going into that game and like that was just a major gut punch. Cause it wasn't even close. That thing got blown out so quick. And I think if we win that, it might've given us a little more, maybe a little more momentum and get that victory over Oklahoma state the next week. I um, mean, could have led us to a big Twelve championship as well. Possibly the Clydes junior year.
3: Yeah. So you win that and everything else in the conference stays the exact same. We would have got, excuse me, gotten a share of the, uh, Big twelve title. So that would have been that would have been great. And uh we probably would have gotten the sugar bowl or uh the fiesta bowl because we, we got we we lost out on uh the sugar bowl and ended up having to go to the cotton bowl and play Arkansas. So that was my answer too, by the way, because again, you win that, everything else stays the same, you're getting another trophy in the trophy case. Let's go to Chef next. Chef, I know uh, you have been traveling everywhere throughout your life, so I don't know how many losses you've seen, um, which one you would reverse. So I'm, I'm curious what you'd go with.
5: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I've, in Manhattan, I'm basically undefeated. Actually, I know I'm undefeated for the game. I've never saw a loss in Manhattan. But in Morgantown, 2016, it's the brutal, ugly game. I mean, Jesse Ertz is 10 for 30. I mean, the game is absolutely gross. But Matthew McCrane, our like all time leading scorer, desk probably one like maybe third or second best kicker of all time. I mean, he misses a chip not a chippy, but I mean it's it was like dead straight yards. Yeah, I mean he he bangs. He should have made, made He should have made it. He he misses it and we lose seventeen to sixteen. We had just won the the year before I think we won the year before, the two years before that.
3: Yeah, we and, were undefeated against West and, Virginia
5: before yeah. that. And then, so, we lose that, and that was the first time I heard Mountain Mama from fucking those West Virginia fans in Morgantown, and it hurt. It hurt so bad. I had to walk, and we had to make that three-hour drive back home, and I'm fucking throwing a pity party. I'm fucking sad. So, yeah, that that one I would reverse, because that was a good team, too. I mean, we were 9-3 and three that year. We would have been 10-2, and two, um, probably would have had a top share for second place in the big 12 that year. Cause Oklahoma was really solid that year, but yeah, that one, that one I would reverse absolutely every time.
3: Yeah, that was, that was a painful loss. I was there for that one as well. And, and shout out to Matt McCrane. Cause he was perfect on that night before. And we just could not punch it in a few times in the yeah, red three down, for so.
5: three. I mean, Ugh. he was, he was God mode and I was, and we were up 13 to zero at halftime I was talking shit I was getting after those Mountaineers, man. I was like, these fuckers can't beat us, and then we just melt.
3: Yeah, it, it was it was not it was not great. Hashtag not great. So that's all we have for tonight. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the MVP to our uh, nice little freshman, our little rookie, Rodeo Cat E B, with his inaugural trip up here on the stage for the live show. Rodeo Cat, tell the Boneheads anything you'd like to, my friend.
0: Well, hello, Bonehead. I'm one of you. Um, I really, I was nervous to come up here today. Um, I know Connor. Connor got me to do this, so shout out, Connor. If Connor's like my my podcast dad, does that make Scott a grandpa? I'll let you decide.
3: Yes, I'm your podcast grandpa. Do you have a show? Do you have a podcast?
0: Plug it. I have a TikTok. It's Rodeo Recap. Plug the TikTok always.
3: Hey, there you go. Any TikTok users... Rodeo Recap. Make sure you're following him, my podcast grandson. So that's all we have tonight, folks. Uh, Tomorrow, if you guys are listening to this on release day, I am with Stats of War, a.k.a. Parker Fleming, uh, doing a Big 12 Dream road trip, and then also Philip Slavin from the 1012 Network. So the three bearded men do a Dream Big 12 road trip, similar to the college football road trip I did with... Andrew uh last week so that's on Friday again I'm working hard if you guys have listened close you know the show I'm trying to get out there for Monday I don't know if it's going to happen I'm working hard if not we'll have a regular Monday show and then we're getting into Blitz Month where I'm going to talk to at least three different people every single week who cover and commentate on K-State football to preview that season all through August Folks, Blitz Month is basically here. We're going to have a show every single weekday from now until the end of football season unless I die, get super sick, or I get burnt out and kill off the show forever. So it's going to be one of those outcomes. Uh, but we love you guys. If Grant was here, he'd say meet me at the Cat Head. But hey, just start showing it everyone love except for uh, you know Iowa State fans, Andy Staples, Stuart Mandel. You can be mean to them. Be nice to everyone else. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Give me look at it. Three, Hail to
5: the purple. Hail to the white. Wild cat in spirit. See.
2: onward forever, hail victory, ba-doom, 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 ba-doom. fight UK State podcast for alma mater fights, glory in the combat for the purple and the white, faithful to our colors we will ever be. A fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater. Fight,
5: fight, fight, fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the wild. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go state! One, two,
8: three.
2: work.